Amen. Good morning, everybody. And uh, yeah, we've been hearing a lot about the Holy Spirit this morning. Actually, I'm, I'm amazed because uh, Warren and Daryl uh, preached most of my sermon. So uh, thank you guys for helping me out. I want to thank God, thank the Holy Spirit for the word that he has for us today. And it's obvious that it's something he wants to speak to us. And, and uh, uh, what, what I, the, the message is about, in Christ we are spiritual people. And, uh, and it's all about the Holy Spirit too this morning. Um, so at our house we have a cat. We have two cats actually. And one cat is named Leo. There he is. Uh, Leo is a very carnal cat. Uh, he, w- when we got him, uh, the lady that took care of him called him a foodie. And that's what he is. He, he lives for his appetites. He loves food. He loves uh, affection. He loves his toys. And he loves more food and more food and more food after that. Uh, and he's a great cat, but he is very carnal. Uh, God did not design or intend for us to live our lives like Leo. We are different than the cats. Um, as we learn about who we are in Christ, uh, it's important to keep mindful that we are spiritual beings. And uh, a lot of people in the world believe that we are just physical beings. When we die, that's it. Uh, that, that's, of course, not true. Uh, but likewise, we are not just spirits living in, t- in this uh, disposable container of a body. Uh, sometimes, sometimes in the church, people teach that. In fact, in the, in the New Testament, uh, there, was, there were heresies. One of them was called Gnosticism that the apostles really fought hard against uh, because it was saying, uh, part of what it was saying was, that your body just doesn't matter. So you can sin all you want in your body and it doesn't matter because you're just a spirit and you are not, you know, that is not you and you are not that. And um, uh, That's not right either. Uh, that was heresy. Uh, because your spirit is not the only part that matters. But, you know, we live in a rationalistic, especially in the Western society of our world, um, you, Everything that is valued, uh, you know, the physical, how you look, um, our minds, knowledge is valued. Um, but, uh, you know, we chase constantly after physical pleasure, emotional pleasure, material possessions. We value physical skills, cognitive knowledge, but the spirit is neglected. And we as Christians need to be careful that we don't, aren't affected and fall into that trap because the world around us is always thinking, acting, desiring that way. Uh, Jesus said in John chapter 4, 23 to 25, to the woman at the well, but an hour is coming and now is now here when the true worshipers will worship the Father <clears throat> in spirit and truth. For the Father is seeking such people to worship him. God is spirit, and those who worship him must worship in spirit and truth. 
And so uh, there's a must there, right? So we, we need to understand that we are spiritual because that is how we will, must worship God. Um, we need to be discerning and aware of the spiritual, both in us and around us. Proverbs twenty twenty seven says, The spirit of man is the lamp of the Lord, searching all his innermost parts. Uh, so with, within you, it says the spirit of man, uh, not just the spirit of God. Uh, we don't want to be walking around with the lights out <laughs> inside of us because we're ignorant that we are spirit and, or that our spirit is undeveloped. Proverbs 4.23 says, Keep your heart with all vigilance, for from it flow the springs of life. I think this is like the seventh sermon in a row that I've used that verse. But I think it's, it's so important. Um, the springs of life flow from your heart. Heart is another, in the Bible when it talks about, when it talks about spirit, heart, sometimes soul, sometimes even mind, there's a little overlapping in the, in the meaning. And we'll see later also the words inner man. Uh, these are English words, of course. Um, but um, keep your heart with all vigilance. Um, it, is, it is so important because everything from life flows from it. It's a source in us. In Ephesians 6.12, Paul reminds us, for we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers, over this present darkness. Reminds me that I'm going to see the Avengers this afternoon. But it's not those kind of cosmic powers we're talking about. It's, uh, it's spirits, evil spirits, um, against the spiritual forces of evil in heavenly places. We live in a world, we are spiritual. Of course, God is spirit. Uh, but there are angels who are spirits and there are demons who are evil spirits. And uh, how can we get through life if we're unaware of that? It's like walking blind, you know, to, to think um, that we're going to walk around and none of that affects what we do every day or how we think or feel. And uh, I, I was just, just thinking about that. I, rem I remembered when I was in college, um, somehow... I went along on a on like a weekend mission trip to the city of inner city Chicago, and we stayed at a stayed at a homeless shelter, and then that evening we went out uh, witnessing on the street, and uh, a, a few friends and I together, and we started talking to this man uh, on the sidewalk, and he actually we he was really seemed really receptive to the gospel, and he was list, listening very. Uh, interestedly and all of a sudden this other lady comes up and evidently she's his girlfriend and she says oh no don't you start talking to him about Jesus da, 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 da. I pray to Satan because one time me and my girlfriend we we uh, uh, we prayed to Satan and then we opened up the door and there was a hundred dollar bill on our doorstep and <laughs> so this this woman is physically and verbally trying to pull him away from us. And he was listening. And so, in my heart, 
I didn't say this out loud. I just said, go. I was talking, I knew there was a, a demon behind what this woman was trying to do. I knew it was a spiritual battle. And I just simply said, go. And I'm not exactly sure how it happened, but um, within a minute or so, she, just, she went somewhere and she, was, she didn't bother us the rest of the evening. And then we continued to, to talk to this guy. But I mean, that's just an example of the fact that we are affected and what we're doing is affected by the spirit world and we need to be aware of it and understand who we are in that as well. Um, okay, so we are spirits, but you know, when sin came into the world, uh, it started working death in our spirits because God told Adam and Eve, uh, if you eat of the fruit, the day that you eat of it, you will die. And we think, was Satan right? Did they not really die? No, they, they really died. And I don't know exactly how to explain it, but something spiritually in them died. I don't know if they ceased to have a spirit, but they, uh, there was something that was not as it should be. There was uh, a lack of life in them and us who are their uh, descendants. And death started working in our spirits just as it did in our bodies. And uh, it took the regenerating work of the Holy Spirit working through grace to restore the life of God to our spirits. The Holy Spirit is the source of the renewed life in our spirits. Uh, in Titus chapter 3, starting at verse 4, it says this, But when the goodness and loving kindness of God our Savior appeared, he saved us, not because of works done by us in righteousness, but according to his own mercy, by the washing of regeneration and renewal of the Holy Spirit. So you can't become a Christian without the Holy Spirit's work and the Holy Spirit coming to live in you to regenerate you, um, to make you new. Verse six, whom he poured out on us richly through Jesus Christ our Savior, so that being justified by his grace, we might become heirs according to the hope of eternal life. Jesus uh, explained it a different way when he was talking to Nicodemus in John chapter three. It says, Jesus replied, truly, truly, I tell you, no one can see the kingdom of God unless he is born again. How can a man be born when he is old? Nicodemus asked. Can he enter his mother's womb a second time to be born? Okay, so Nicodemus is not mindful of the spiritual, <laughs> right? And Jesus says, truly, truly, I tell you, no one can enter the kingdom of God unless he is born of water and the Spirit. That's capital S for the Holy Spirit. Flesh is born of flesh, but Spirit is born of the Spirit, the Holy Spirit. Do not be amazed that I said you must be born again. The wind blows where it wishes. You hear its sound, but you do not know where it comes from or where it is going. So it is with everyone born of the Spirit. Uh, 
So it's the Holy Spirit that makes us born again. That's how Jesus explained it, right? So whatever died with Adam and was with the sin in us, whatever that was uh, not functional the way God wanted it to with our spirit, that becomes reborn and we become alive spiritually and it, it's by the work of the Holy Spirit in us when we believe in Jesus Christ. Um, you can't see, you know, what does he mean by the, talking about the wind? Well, I know you, you can't see the wind, but you can see the effects of the wind, right? So don't be ignorant about your spirit just because you can't see what's going on. There is a change. And when you're born again, you look like the same person on the outside, but in the inside, everything's different. And you are new and you are regenerated. But as uh, Warren said this morning, that is not the end of it all. Okay, it's not like, okay, now just wait. <laughs> and uh, wait, wait to get to heaven. Um, there is a process of growing spiritually, just like we grow in other ways as we, uh, as we develop. Paul described the difference between a person born of the Spirit and someone who hasn't been reborn spiritually. Notice uh, a close connection and the importance of the fellowship between the believer's spirit and the Holy Spirit in what he says here in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, starting at verse 10. These things God has revealed to us through the Spirit. And if we go back to John where Jesus was talking about the Spirit, he said the Holy, one of the Holy Spirit's main functions is to impart to us wisdom, uh, things that Jesus said, I have much more now that, that I want to say to you, but you can't handle it yet. But when the Spirit comes, he will uh, make known to you everything that I want to say to you. And by the way, that's all that the Father has is what he's going to impart to you, which is an amazing thing to think about. So the Holy Spirit is kind of like, uh, I think of it like, uh, what do you call it? Like Google, like a search engine or like the browser on your computer or phone that takes what's on the internet, which is not as much information as what God has, although there is a lot of stuff on there, and downloads it to us. He's, he works better than Google does, I'm pretty sure, but um, that's kind of the idea. And so Paul says, these things God has revealed to us through the Spirit. How does he reveal it? it connect, he connects with us, spirit, our spirit, on that level. For the Spirit searches everything, even the depths of God, that is the Holy Spirit. For who knows a person's thought, ex thoughts except the spirit of that person which is in him? There's a connection in you between your spirit and knowing your thoughts, the things that are going through your mind. So also, no one comprehends the thoughts of God except the spirit of God. Now, in other words, your spirit does not know everything about God. That's the Holy Spirit. But what we're talking about this morning is that relationship between our spirit and the Holy Spirit, right? And the fact that God does want to communicate with us and impart not just knowledge, but power, growth, and every good thing to us. Um, now, verse 12, 
we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God, that we might understand the things freely given us by God. Understand as in, not, not just like know it in your head. You know, people talk about, don't just have it in your head, get it in your heart, right? But I think understand even means believe and even be able to experience in some ways the things of God. Those are things that the, the Spirit helps us with. Things that are, have already been freely given to us by God by the grace of Jesus and what he did for us, but need to be imparted or made reality within us. Verse 13, and we impart this in words not taught by human wisdom, but taught by the Spirit, interpreting spiritual truths to those who are spiritual. Who are they? Hopefully it's we, right? Believers, those who have been born again. The natural person does not accept the things of the Spirit of God, for they are folly to him. And he is not able to understand them because they are spiritually discerned. The spiritual person judges all things, but is himself not to be judged by no one. For who has understood the mind of the Lord so as to instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. So, and so there's a connection there between mind and spirit too, there. But, um, so, do you see that we are spiritual? We have been born again, if you've been born again, if you've put your faith in Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. But, on the other hand, if you are ignorant of, your, of, our, of our spirituality, of who we are, and if we have not developed our spirit and what we're going to see is how do you develop your spirit is your connection and your relationship with the Holy Spirit then you are going to be if not totally ignorant like it describes the unbelievers here uh, very limited in what we can accept of the things of the Spirit of God and so the born-again spirit of the believer empowered by the Holy Spirit One of the things is we want to do the will of God. Um, In Romans chapter 7, 21 to 23, it says, So I find it to be a law that when I want to do right, evil lies close at hand. For I delight in the law of God, where? In my inner being. Where's that? That's my spirit. And how it connects to the other parts inside of me. But I see in my members, what are those? That's my body, but it also could be my mind, my emotions. Another law waging war against the law of my mind and making me captive to the law of sin that dwells in my members. Okay, so there is a part of us that always wants to do the will of God. Where is that? He calls it my inner man. It's the part that's regenerated. It's the part that's, Uh, It's your spirit. It's the part that's connected with the Holy Spirit and receiving that understanding. Um, That part is supposed to be influencing the rest of us. Although sometimes we let the rest of us take over, uh, usurp that 
spot of influence. Um, here's another thing. The Holy Spirit affirms in our spirits our understanding of our position as beloved children of God and facilitates our relationship with him as his children. Romans 8, starting at verse 15, says, For you did not receive the spirit of slavery to fall back into fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption as sons, by whom we cry, Abba, Father. So when we cry out to God knowing that he's our Father, who, who is helping us to do that? It's the Holy Spirit, through our spirit. The Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. So your identity, your knowledge and understanding of your true identity in Christ comes to you through what part? Your spirit, by, via the Holy Spirit, the one who communicates that in us. Um, and the Spirit does not just enable us to be reborn, but he also guides us to live for him, bearing his fruit. Galatians chapter 5 uh, talks about the fruit of the Spirit, right? Anybody quote that verse? Those verses, Galatians 5, uh, I think it's 22 and 23. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Everything that's printed out on that very chopped up piece of fruit there. Uh, the next verse, after that one that we all memorized when we were, in, we were kids, hopefully, says this, if we live by the Spirit, let us also keep in step with the Spirit. In other words, uh, the Holy Spirit, in conjunction with our spirit, empowers us to live for him. Empowers us to, as we walk, as we, how we think, how we speak, how we act every day, to walk with love, joy, peace, patience, and all of those things. Uh, in our daily lives. And that's called keeping in step with the Spirit. Uh, living daily for Him. Following Him. Obeying what He wants us to do. Um, we live by the Spirit. So, since our spirits are so important, uh, we need to develop and exercise our spirits. Just as much, if not more, than we do our bodies, minds, and souls. How many of you exercise your body? All right, that, that can be a struggle, right? But how many of you know that that's, that's probably important? It, it would be beneficial to you. The, the, spirit, <laughs> the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak, right? Maybe your spirit can, our spirits can help us to do better in that. I don't know. But uh, we, we do value that in our society, right? And we kind of know that, right? Um, our minds, we develop those, right? We exercise those. We educate ourselves. Uh, we, got all, we, we all have our little education devices in our pockets now, so that's, that's good. And people are always busy educating themselves. <laughs> what are we educating our minds with? I'm not sure if it's always good or not, but um, so... Uh, but, but we do that, right? Um, we, we develop our souls. But 
we need to develop our spirits. Uh, a teacher named Arthur Burke, you've probably heard Dave Hauser talk about him before. Dave, Dave's been talking about him a little bit in this past year. Uh, I've listened to some of what he says, and he points out that our spirits come into the world with a developmental advantage over our minds, bodies, and souls, emotions. And, and if you think about it, that's true. A baby is born. You know, God chose to make us this way. Uh, you, a baby can hardly do anything. It can't speak, uh, can think, but can't think the way an adult does, or even a child does. Can't communicate verbally, right? Um, why? God lets us come into the world so undeveloped like that. There are animals that come into the world more developed in those areas than, than we do as humans. And actually, human development takes a lot longer than most other uh, animals developing in those ways. But, uh, but, uh, but what he says, and I believe it's true, is, is that God meant our spirits to come in with an advantage. But the thing is, he wanted us to develop our spirits as well as the other parts of us, physically, emotionally, and mentally, so that our spirit still is able to influence the rest of us. But what happens in our world is that, that the spirit part often gets ignored. And even with we Christians, even with us Christians, I had to think about my grammar there, uh, we still kind of ignore the development of our spirits to some extent. And uh, so our spirit, we kind of lose that spiritual developmental, developmental advantage. And I think it's because of the emphasis modern society places on developing all those other areas while often ignoring spiritual things. But as we've seen in the scripture, the spirit man, in cooperation with the Holy Spirit, should be directing our bodies, minds, and souls in serving God. It's through our spirit that the Lord feeds and renews our other members. Uh, how can we develop our spirits? I think what we said is the Holy Spirit is key. Walk with and listen to the Holy Spirit. Spend time in fellowship with Him. The word fellowship means communion, being together, having relationship. In the Bible, it's the word koinonia. And it's in 2 Corinthians 13, 14. This is one of these verses we might tend to gloss over. Paul is uh, uh, closing his letter, and he says, The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. That's not just a poetic way of saying goodbye. All right? We know the grace of Jesus Christ. Thank God that gets taught a lot. The love of Father. We just heard Wayne preaching about that last week. And the fellowship of the Holy Spirit. What does that mean? Why does it say, when it, with the Holy Spirit, why does he say that use the word fellowship? The song we just sang, there's another in the fire. And Jesus said, disciples, you're going to be sad because I'm going up to heaven. But don't be sad because I am sending the Holy Spirit to you. And it's going to be better. 
because the Holy Spirit is able to be with you and even in you all the time in every situation that if it was just me, Jesus, I wouldn't be able to be there in everybody all the time. There is that fellowship with the Holy Spirit and that is key um, to be with you all. Now Proverbs 13.20 says, Whoever walks with the wise becomes wise, but the companion of fools will suffer harm. In other words, uh, who you spend time with, to some extent, sometimes a very large extent, determines who you become, right? Uh, we are influenced by who, who, whom we hang around with. Um, uh, in the New Testament, it warns us that bad company corrupts good character, right? At the same time, the opposite is true. A good company builds you up and strengthens you in, in righteousness. As iron sharpens iron, so one man sharpens another. And that's meant to be a good thing. Um, well, that's the purpose of the fellowship of the Holy Spirit to make us more like God as we fellowship with him. And of course, he's got that ability to speak to us and impart to us all the things of God as applicable to our lives. In Ephesians 3:16, Paul says, I pray that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being. Do you want to grow stronger? Do you want your faith to grow stronger? Do you want your emotional problems to be healed? Do you want to become wiser? Do you want your body to be healed? It says here that um, God strengthens us with power. How does it happen? Through his spirit, the Holy Spirit, in your inner being. Jesus talked about uh, when he went to Jerusalem and he stood up at the feast and he said, if anybody is thirsty, let him come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, rivers of living water will flow from within him. Um, by this, he meant the spirit, which was to be poured out to those who believed. So do you see that the life is coming from inside to out? Um, we're going to read, uh, there's a verse that says, though outwardly we are wasting away, yet inwardly we are being renewed day by day. Oh, there it is. Um, do you see that? It's almost like, on the outside, you're getting beat up. You're fighting the devil, you know, and, uh, or you're just wearing out on the outside. But it's a renewal from the inside out. But it depends on the connection to the Holy Spirit, and that connection point is our spirit. And so I believe it's whatever we need from God, whatever part of us, emotion, emotions, mind, body, all of our members, it's through the Holy Spirit from the in, through our inner man 
working that life, that power, that renewal, that strength from the inside out. And therefore, God wants us to know that uh, we don't want to be ignorant about that. And you're living in a, we're living in a world where you are tempted all the time to be ignorant of that. And maybe it's the devil's plot. <laughs> Just maybe, right? There is a conspiracy going on to make us ignorant of the spiritual and the spiritual within us and how it functions. And so God is saying, be aware, know this, and grow. I'm uh, thinking like, you know, like your hair grows. Your hair grows, mine doesn't. But <laughs> you get a haircut, it grows back. Cyrus Doster is famous for saying, it'll grow back, you know. Well, that's the way the, that's the, way the Spirit works, you know. Um, uh, we are being renewed from the inside out. And, you know, the world says, well, you can't fix that. You just have to medicate it or put a Band-Aid on it. But, but God says, no, I renew through your inner man by the power of my Spirit, working from the inside out. So, um, here's another thing. Beauty and pleasantness to God come from within, through our spirits, from the Holy Spirit. And uh, Daryl spoke a word this morning about how beautiful we are to God. And uh, here's what First Peter 3, 3 and 4, Paul says, talking to women, but uh, I think it's not only applicable to women, it says, do not let, sh uh, that's Peter, not Paul, writing Peter. Do not let your adorning be external, the braiding of hair or the putting on of gold jewelry or the clothing you wear, but let your adorning be the hidden person of the heart. That's the spirit, the inner person. With the imperishable beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit, which in God's sight is very precious. Beauty comes from within. That's in God's eyes, in his way of looking at things. Um, God appreciates the heart. Actually, really, we do too. We just don't realize it a lot of the time. <laughs> but we really appreciate it when people deal with us in that way, with a gentle and quiet spirit. Um, we go back to the Old Testament, to Psalm 51. Uh, it talks about how God sees us. Uh, this, of course, is the Psalm David prayed in repenting after he had committed adultery with Bathsheba and murdered her husband, right? And he's repenting to God. And in verse 6 it says, Behold, you delight in truth in the inward being, and you teach me wisdom in the secret heart. So again, it's telling us what, what God is looking for and what, what pleases God. What he sees as beautiful in us is truth in our inward being, wisdom in the secret heart. Create in, and then verse 10 it says, Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. But we should not say that we were born with our spirits perfect because that's not true. Uh, and even when we're born again, our spirit is not God. 
and we sin, and it says, create in me a clean heart, O God. Renew a right spirit within me. The sin, sin wears on us, and sin, you know, we are not perfect. Uh, we are born again, but sometimes our spirits need to be cleaned um, because of sin. The good news is, God is totally, that's, that's what God does. God, sin does not please God. It hinders fellowship with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit can be grieved. That's what we don't want to do because we don't want to impair that connection with the Holy Spirit. Sin is what does that. And sin weakens our own spirits. But with repentance, God cleanses our hearts. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, because how many of you have sinned since you've been a Christian every day? And, but God creates in us a clean heart and renews a right spirit within us. David wasn't an unbeliever before he prayed this prayer, right? This is him as a Christian uh, needing to be cleansed. Cast me not away from your presence and take not your Holy Spirit from me. He's really concerned about that because of sin. Restore to me the joy of your salvation and uphold me with a willing spirit. That's not a capital S. That's talking about our giving us that kind of spirit, a willing spirit. Skipping to verse 17, it says, the sacrifices of God are a broken spirit. A broken and contrite heart, O God, you will not despise. What's beautiful to God? A broken spirit. Not broken as in malfunctioning. Broken as in humble, repentant. Not weak, but submissive to God. Seeking God, knowing that you need God. Take not your Holy Spirit from me. That's what David is concerned about because of his sin. That's the kind of spirit, that's, the, that's what God wants to see in us. That's what he sees as beautiful. So, we need to strengthen our spirits. Sometimes that means repenting when we need to, right? And receiving his forgiveness. But besides that, do those things which involve fellowship with the Holy Spirit. You know, he, is, he is called the helper. He is called the comforter. He's the one that stands be, beside us, right? All the time. Take advantage of that fellowship with the Holy Spirit. Read his word. Talk to him. Listen to him. Just be mindful of his presence with you at all times. Um, share your daily adventures with him. Uh, listen, like we heard this morning. When he says to do something, just obey and do it. Go on that adventure with him. Um, and listen to his voice and pray in tongues. Uh, one thing I'll say here is be, be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Um, uh, Jesus talked that he was going to baptize with the Holy Spirit. In the book of Acts, in the New Testament, we see 
that it was very important to believers to be baptized with the Holy Spirit. I'm not going to teach on that today. Uh, you've heard something about that before. But uh, I think one of the things in being baptized with the Holy Spirit is that believers are equipped. It's, it's, it's a deeper relationship with the Holy Spirit. And uh, one, a couple things that it says when the believers are baptized with the Holy Spirit in the book of Acts is that people speak in tongues, pray in tongues, uh, and prophesy. And I know there are different, different uses for um, speaking in tongues or praying in tongues. Uh, but there's also prophesy. In other words, hearing God's voice and communicating it uh, either to yourself or to other people. Um, and that's the baptism of the Holy Spirit equips us with that special communication with God, that the Holy Spirit connected with our spirit is praying prayers to God about all sorts of things that we couldn't just with our own minds. But it's being downloaded by the Holy Spirit into us so that we can pray it, uh, either for other people or worshiping God or toward a need in us or toward a need in the world that we may not have no idea about, but the Holy Spirit does, and so he wants to pray it. And the Holy Spirit can, you know, we, I, we say prophecy, but there's words of knowledge, there's words of wisdom, there's all kinds of ways the Holy Spirit speaks to us that I believe comes these things come through being baptized with the Holy Spirit. And so this is a key thing. We're not going to teach about it today but seek the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And if you've never been baptized with the Holy Spirit, I encourage you to talk to one of the elders or one of the peop uh, some other person that you respect in the congregation that knows about the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And um, the, if, you seek, if you seek that baptism of the Holy Spirit and believe, you will receive it. God will, will give him to you. It's not saying that you don't have the Holy Spirit if, you're, uh, if you've never been baptized with the Holy Spirit because we're born again that way, right? But this is an added dimension in that relationship. So uh, I encourage you to seek that. And uh, in 1 Corinthians 14, it says this, the one who speaks in a tongue builds himself up, which is what we've been talking about. That that this praying in tongues has the effect of building yourself up. And the one who prophesies builds up the church. And I'm not pitting the two against each other right now, but what I'm saying is they both build us up. And it's through the Holy Spirit, and it's connecting through our spirit. Um, now, I want you all to speak in tongues, but even more to prophesy. What I take from that is he wants us to do both, and he used the word all, so... I think that's an open invitation. Um, j just to close, I just want to—I want to read something that a, a week or so ago I felt like the Holy Spirit was saying to me, and it kind of summarizes. And this is what I wrote in my journal: "Blessed are you, for you watch daily at my doors and incline your ear to me. Do so more and more." For there is no limit to the riches of wisdom and grace in my words, and they come infused with power, love, and encouragement. Listen to my spirit, and your spirit will grow. 
for the company you keep influences you for good or bad, but my spirit strengthens you, sharpens you, and makes you holy. I regenerate you and renew you in your inner man. Your inner man is your source for life and righteousness and health and love, for it is that part of you that connects and fellowships with my Holy Spirit. Through your spirit, I feed and direct the rest of you, your body, soul, and mind. You can't see your spirit just as you cannot see your internal organs, but you can learn to recognize how your spirit works in relation to the other parts of your being. You are of great value and wonderfully made. I want every facet of you to fully function as I designed you to. Don't let your spirit go, grow flabby or dormant. Okay, I'm in church right now. Don't be ignorant of how to feed your spirit. Like a person who ignorantly and impulsively feeds his body junk food without paying attention to how his eating habits affect his health and well-being. So, since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. Amen. Let's pray. Father, we thank you. Thank you that, uh, thank you that you love us. Thank you that you have brought us new life. That you have given us your Holy Spirit. That you have regenerated us. And that you walk with us daily. Father, I pray that you would help us to grow. And Lord, we just yield ourselves. Um, Lord, we repent for where we have been carnal. Uh, we don't want to live like the animals. We want to keep in step with the Spirit and we want to grow spiritually. Help us to grow. So we submit ourselves to you and say, Holy Spirit, help us. Help us to grow. Help us to grow in that relationship and our connection with you. Help us not be like the world, but help us to influence the world. And I pray that, that as we grow in spirit, you will, you will uh, renew us from the inside out. And every part of us that needs renewal on a daily basis, that you will be doing that in our lives more and more. And that we will know you, Holy Spirit, better and better. We know that you are not an impersonal force, but that you are, uh, you are our closest friend the one who's with us all the time. And I pray that our relationship with you would grow deeper and stronger. Father, we bless you. We thank you. In Jesus' name, amen.